the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bible, a collection of 66 different books by around 40 different authors from many different backgrounds. There were kings and shepherds, soldiers, fishermen, doctors, poets and farmers. Some were young, some old, some rich, and some poor. And they wrote, each reflecting his own personality and style from a wide variety of life circumstances. All the way from palace thrones and bedrooms to the dungeons down in the palace basement. From seashores to mountaintops. And to the backsides of dry desert wasteland. In their books, the writers issued hundreds of specific future prophecies, all perfectly fulfilled or awaiting fulfillment. And they discuss every aspect of human life, hundreds of complicated and controversial topics. And yet, there is a unity and consistency of message in the Bible, from start to finish, that is nothing short of miraculous. Throughout history and today, millions of people around the globe call this book the Holy Bible, the very Word of God. It claims to be a self-revelation of the Supreme Being, the Creator Himself, stepping out of eternity into time and space to tell us and show us what He is like and to let us know His plan for our lives here on earth and in the hereafter. The Bible Live with Sophie Dollar is your chance to actually hear, discuss, and decide for yourself about this book, the Bible. Stay tuned, and at the very least, you'll hear the beauty, wisdom, romance, adventure, and intrigue of the world's greatest literature, the best-selling, most translated book of all history. But more importantly, God himself just might speak to your heart and change your life forever. Now, here's the host of The Bible Live, Sophie Dollar. Howdy, howdy. And there we are in the book of the Revelation. We've gotten already over halfway through the book. We'll be in chapter 12 this evening. As we have been reading about these cycles of ever-intensifying judgments on the earth, we begin with the judgments of the seals, seven seals, and then the seven angels with seven trumpets. We are taking a break from those now in chapters 12 through 14. It will usher in the bold judgments, but first John sees the great conflict between God and Satan in the coming of Messiah, the attacks of Satan on Messiah himself. We will be reading about that tonight, starting in chapter 12 of the book of the Revelation. We'll get to that in just a moment. Our opening reading tonight will be from the book of the Proverbs, the first nine verses of Proverbs 31, the very last chapter of the Proverbs, the sayings of King Lemuel. We've already finished chapter 30, which are the sayings of Agur, and it is thought that Agur might well have been a priest or perhaps a citizen of Lemuel's kingdom. We don't know really a lot about Agur, which we read last night. King Lemuel, we don't know a lot about him either, except that obviously from the text he had a great admiration for his mother, which is very interesting. 
Just before we get into our wisdom and worship segment then, and later on in our reading from the book of the Revelation, let me just say a word of thanks to all of you, our great listeners, for tuning in, being a part of the program with us, and especially for those of you who are able to and have been led to partner with us in the broadcast, helping to keep the Bible live on the airwaves here across San Antonio and South Texas. We are so grateful for your partnership in this ministry of letting folks hear the Bible itself. Young people and young married couples and older couples and folks having reading difficulties, that they would be able to hear the scriptures here on the airwaves. Thank you very much. God bless you. Let's go now to our reading from the book of Proverbs, the last chapter tonight on The Bible Life. Proverbs 31, 1-9 These are the sayings of King Lemuel, an oracle that his mother taught him. O my son, O son of my womb, O son of my promises, do not spend your strength on women, on those who ruin kings. And it is not for kings, O Lemuel, to guzzle wine. Rulers should not crave liquor, for if they drink, they may forget their duties and be unable to give justice to those who are oppressed. Liquor is for the dying, and wine for those in deep depression. Let them drink to forget their poverty and remember their troubles no more. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Ensure justice for those who are perishing. Yes, speak up for the poor and helpless and see that they get justice. End of reading, Proverbs 31, 1 through 9. There's always a better way. There's always a bridge that needs crossing. There's always the straight and the narrow, the wide and the shallow. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. We are now into chapter 12 of this vision of the youngest of the 12 disciples. John, now an old man, is exiled to the Isle of Patmos. So many of the events described in the book of Revelation are also described elsewhere in the Bible. The glowing rainbow, Christ is pictured as the lamb, the new song, horses and riders, all of these visions, you can see that the disciples, as was their leader, Jesus himself, were filled with scripture. Back to the Revelation Bible line. Revelation 12:10 through 18:9. Revelation 12. Then I heard a loud voice shouting across the heavens. It has happened at last. The salvation and power and kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ. For the accuser has been thrown down to earth, the one who accused our brothers and sisters before our God day and night. And they have defeated him because of the blood of the Lamb and because of their testimony. And they were not afraid to die. Rejoice, O heavens, and you who live in the heavens, rejoice! But terror will come on the earth and the sea. For the devil has come down to you in great anger, and he knows that he has little time. And when the dragon realized that he had been thrown down to earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the child. But she was given two wings like those of a great eagle. This allowed her to fly to a place prepared for her in the wilderness, where she would be cared for and protected from the dragon for a time, times and half a time. Then the dragon tried to drown the woman with a flood of water that flowed from its mouth. But the earth helped her by opening its mouth and swallowing the river that gushed out from the mouth of the dragon. Then the dragon became angry at the woman, and he declared war against the rest of her children, all who keep God's commandments and confess that they belong to Jesus. 
Then he stood waiting on the shore of the sea. Revelation 13. And now in my vision I saw a beast rising up out of the sea. It had seven heads and ten horns with ten crowns on its horns. And written on each head were names that blasphemed God. This beast looked like a leopard, but it had bear's feet and a lion's mouth. And the dragon gave him his own power and throne and great authority. I saw that one of the heads of the beast seemed wounded beyond recovery, but the fatal wound was healed. All the world marveled at this miracle and followed the beast in awe. They worshipped the dragon for giving the beast such power, and they worshipped the beast. Is there anyone as great as the beast, they exclaimed. Who is able to fight against him? Then the beast was allowed to speak great blasphemies against God, and he was given authority to do what he wanted for forty-two months. And he spoke terrible words of blasphemy against God, slandering his name and all who live in heaven, who are his temple. And the beast was allowed to wage war against God's holy people and to overcome them. And he was given authority to rule over every tribe and people and language and nation. And all the people who belonged to this world worshipped the beast. They are the ones whose names were not written in the book of life, which belongs to the Lamb who was killed before the world was made. Anyone who is willing to hear should listen and understand. The people who are destined for prison will be arrested and taken away. Those who are destined for death will be killed. But do not be dismayed, for here is your opportunity to have endurance and faith. Then I saw another beast come up out of the earth. He had two horns like those of a lamb, and he spoke with the voice of a dragon. He exercised all the authority of the first beast. And he required all the earth and those who belonged to this world to worship the first beast, whose death wound had been healed. He did astounding miracles, such as making fire flash down to earth from heaven while everyone was watching. And with all the miracles he was allowed to perform on behalf of the first beast, he deceived all the people who belonged to this world. He ordered the people of the world to make a great statue of the first beast, who was fatally wounded and then came back to life. He was permitted to give life to this statue so that it could speak. Then the statue commanded that anyone refusing to worship it must die. He required everyone, great and small, rich and poor, slave and free, to be given a mark on the right hand or on the forehead. And no one could buy or sell anything without that mark, which was either the name of the beast or the number representing his name. Wisdom is needed to understand this. Let the one who has understanding solve the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Revelation 14. Then I saw the Lamb standing on Mount Zion, and with him were 144,000 who had his name and his father's name written on their foreheads. And I heard a sound from heaven like the roaring of a great waterfall or the rolling of mighty thunder. It was like the sound of many harpists playing together. This great choir sang a wonderful new song in front of the throne of God and before the four living beings and the twenty-four elders. And no one could learn this song except those 144,000 who had been redeemed from the earth. For they are spiritually undefiled, pure as virgins, following the Lamb wherever He goes. They have been purchased from among the people on the earth as a special offering to God and to the Lamb. No falsehood can be charged against them. They are blameless. And I saw another angel flying through the heavens, carrying the everlasting good news to preach to the people who belong to this world, to every nation, tribe, language, and people. Fear God, he shouted. Give glory to him, 
for the time has come when he will sit as judge. Worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea, and all the springs of water. Then another angel followed him through the skies, shouting, Babylon is fallen! That great city is fallen! Because she seduced the nations of the world and made them drink the wine of her passionate immorality. Then a third angel followed them, shouting, Anyone who worships the beast and his statue, or who accepts his mark on the forehead or the hand, must drink the wine of God's wrath. It is poured out undiluted into God's cup of wrath, and they will be tormented with fire and burning sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and the Lamb. The smoke of their torment rises forever and ever, and they will have no relief day or night, for they have worshipped the beast and his statue, and have accepted the mark of his name. Let this encourage God's holy people to endure persecution patiently and remain firm to the end, obeying his commands and trusting in Jesus. And I heard a voice from heaven saying, Write this down. Blessed are those who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, they are blessed indeed, for they will rest from all their toils and trials, for their good deeds follow them. Then I saw the Son of Man sitting on a white cloud. He had a gold crown on his head and a sharp sickle in his hand. Then an angel came from the temple and called out in a loud voice to the one sitting on the cloud, Use the sickle, for the time has come for you to harvest. The crop is ripe on the earth. So the one sitting on the cloud swung his sickle over the earth, and the whole earth was harvested. After that, another angel came from the temple in heaven, and he also had a sharp sickle. Then another angel, who has power to destroy the world with fire, shouted to the angel with the sickle, Use your sickle now to gather the clusters of grapes from the vines of the earth, for they are fully ripe for judgment. So the angel swung his sickle on the earth and loaded the grapes into the great winepress of God's wrath. And the grapes were trodden in the winepress outside the city. And blood flowed from the winepress in a stream about 180 miles long and as high as a horse's bridle. Revelation 15 Then I saw in heaven another significant event, and it was great and marvelous. Seven angels were holding the seven last plagues, which would bring God's wrath to completion. I saw before me what seemed to be a crystal sea mixed with fire, and on it stood all the people who had been victorious over the beast and his statue and the number representing his name. They were all holding harps that God had given them. And they were singing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb. Great and marvelous are your actions, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O King of the nations. Who will not fear, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship before you, for your righteous deeds have been revealed. Then I looked and saw that the temple in heaven, God's tabernacle, was thrown wide open. The seven angels who were holding the bowls of the seven plagues came from the temple, clothed in spotless white linen with gold belts across their chests. And one of the four living beings handed each of the seven angels a gold bowl filled with the terrible wrath of God who lives forever and forever. The temple was filled with smoke from God's glory and power. No one could enter the temple until the seven angels had completed pouring out the seven plagues. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Revelation 16. Then I heard a mighty voice shouting from the temple to the seven angels, Now go your ways and empty out the seven bowls of God's wrath on the earth. So the first angel left the temple and poured out his bowl over the earth. 
And horrible, malignant sores broke out on everyone who had the mark of the beast and who worshipped his statue. Then the second angel poured out his bowl on the sea, and it became like the blood of a corpse, and everything in the sea died. Then the third angel poured out his bowl on the rivers and springs, and they became blood. And I heard the angel who had authority over all waters saying, You are just in sending this judgment, O Holy One, who is and who always was. For your holy people and your prophets have been killed, and their blood was poured out on the earth. So you have given their murderers blood to drink. It is their just reward. And I heard a voice from the altar saying, Yes, Lord God Almighty, your punishments are true and just. Then the fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun, causing it to scorch everyone with its fire. Everyone was burned by this blast of heat, and they cursed the name of God who sent all of these plagues. They did not repent and give him glory. Then the fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast, and his kingdom was plunged into darkness. And his subjects ground their teeth in anguish, and they cursed the God of heaven for their pains and sores. But they refused to repent of all their evil deeds. Then the sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great Euphrates River, and it dried up so that the kings from the east could march their armies westward without hindrance. And I saw three evil spirits that looked like frogs leap from the mouth of the dragon, the beast, and the false prophet. These miracle-working demons caused all the rulers of the world to gather for battle against the Lord on that great judgment day of God Almighty. Take note, I will come as unexpectedly as a thief. Blessed are all who are watching for me, who keep their robes ready so they will not need to walk naked and ashamed. And they gathered all the rulers and their armies to a place called Armageddon in Hebrew. Then the seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air. And a mighty shout came from the throne of the temple in heaven, saying, It is finished! Then the thunder crashed and rolled, and lightning flashed. And there was an earthquake greater than ever before in human history. The great city of Babylon split into three pieces, and cities around the world fell into heaps of rubble. And so God remembered all of Babylon's sins, and he made her drink the cup that was filled with the wine of his fierce wrath. And every island disappeared, and all the mountains were leveled. There was a terrible hailstorm, and hailstones weighing 75 pounds fell from the sky onto the people below. They cursed God because of the hailstorm, which was a very terrible plague. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Revelation 17 One of the seven angels who had poured out the seven bowls came over and spoke to me. Come with me, he said, and I will show you the judgment that is going to come on the great prostitute who sits on many waters. The rulers of the world have had immoral relations with her, and the people who belong to this world have been made drunk by the wine of her immorality. So the angel took me in spirit into the wilderness. There I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast that had seven heads and ten horns, written all over with blasphemies against God. The woman wore purple and scarlet clothing and beautiful jewelry made of gold and precious gems and pearls. She held in her hand a gold goblet full of obscenities and the impurities of her immorality. A mysterious name was written on her forehead, Babylon the Great, mother of all prostitutes and obscenities in the world. I could see that she was drunk, drunk with the blood of God's holy people who were witnesses for Jesus. I stared at her, completely amazed. 
Why are you so amazed? the angel asked. I will tell you the mystery of this woman and of the beast with seven heads and ten horns. The beast you saw was alive, but isn't now. And yet he will soon come up out of the bottomless pit and go to eternal destruction. And the people who belong to this world, whose names were not written in the book of life from before the world began, will be amazed at the reappearance of this beast who had died. And now understand this. The seven heads of the beast represent the seven hills of the city where this woman rules. They also represent seven kings. Five kings have already fallen. The sixth now reigns, and the seventh is yet to come. But his reign will be brief. The scarlet beast that was alive and then died is the eighth king. He is like the other seven, and he too will go to his doom. His ten horns are ten kings who have not yet risen to power. They will be appointed to their kingdoms for one brief moment to reign with the beast. They will all agree to give their power and authority to him. Together they will wage war against the Lamb. But the Lamb will defeat them because he is Lord over all lords and king over all kings. And his people are the called and chosen and the faithful ones. And the angel said to me, The waters where the prostitute is sitting represent masses of people of every nation and language. The scarlet beast and his ten horns, which represent ten kings who will reign with him, all hate the prostitute. They will strip her naked, eat her flesh, and burn her remains with fire. For God has put a plan into their minds, a plan that will carry out His purposes. They will mutually agree to give their authority to the scarlet beast. And so the words of God will be fulfilled. And this woman you saw in your vision represents the great city that rules over the kings of the earth. Revelation 18 after all this, I saw another angel come down from heaven with great authority, and the earth grew bright with his splendor. He gave a mighty shout, Babylon is fallen! That great city is fallen! She has become the hideout of demons and evil spirits, a nest for filthy buzzards and a den for dreadful beasts. For all the nations have drunk the wine of her passionate immorality. The rulers of the world have committed adultery with her, and merchants throughout the world have grown rich as a result of her luxurious living. Then I heard another voice calling from heaven, Come away from her, my people. Do not take part in her sins, or you will be punished with her. For her sins are piled as high as heaven, and God is ready to judge her for her evil deeds. Do to her as she has done to your people. Give her a double penalty for all her evil deeds. She brewed a cup of terror for others, so give her twice as much as she gave out. She has lived in luxury and pleasure, so match it now with torments and sorrows. She boasts, I am queen on my throne. I am no helpless widow. I will not experience sorrow. Therefore, the sorrows of death and mourning and famine will overtake her in a single day. She will be utterly consumed by fire, for the Lord God who judges her is mighty. And the rulers of the world who took part in her immoral acts and enjoyed her great luxury will mourn for her as they see the smoke rising from her charred remains. End of reading, Revelation 12:10 through 18:9. is the Bible Live with Sophie Dollar. Even when it feels like 
He is, he was, and he is to come. That is how Jesus, the Messiah, presented himself in the opening chapter of the book of Revelation, the Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end. Tonight on the Bible Live, we are reading through the book of the Revelation, a description of the real spiritual realm. We make fun of it here at this season of the year with costumes and so on. But the Bible does paint an actual picture of a spiritual world. We are part of it because we are spiritual beings, but we live and experience our lives now in a physical world, physical bodies in a temporal world with time and space. But the Bible teaches clearly that there are spiritual beings that move around us. Satan is not a myth, not to be played with, not a silly idea or a costume. A very real being, Satan is, who resists the work of God. He was created originally as one of the angels of God. The angels evidently are willful or volitional creatures as well. We're told in Scripture, Satan rebelled against God with a third of the angels, perhaps those over whom he exercised authority. He was cast to the earth and now resists God and resists God's people, the work of God, the work of redemption. Some have deduced from Scripture that the people of God have been called to replace the function of Satan. This is not a fairy tale or an Easter bunny sort of thing. There are genuine spiritual powers. The dragon, which is representing Satan in these visions, there are two beasts, a beast out of the sea and the beast out of the land that are his accomplices. The beast out of the sea initially is identified as Rome with political power, given political power, but finally comes to express himself as well as not only Antichrist, but the Antichrist. Then the other beast out of the land is given the power to do miracles throughout Scripture. God did great miracles through his prophets and with his Messiah. All of that power is exercised under the authority of God himself and his word. But here we see in chapter 13 the counterfeit miracles done by the beast of the land. Think of Pharaoh's magicians back in the book of Exodus when Moses is bringing the people of Israel out of Egypt. True signs and miracles point us to Jesus, the Messiah. That's why we must ask with respect to each miracle we see, is this consistent with what the Bible says? That's why the scriptures are such an important objective marker for us as believers. They provide us that objective standard which we can apply and we can compare miracles and messages that we see and hear to the truth of the scriptures. That's why it's so very important to our lives. Rapid moving, all of these passages, these visions of John on the Isle of Patmos. See, I was going to mention to you earlier a listing of the visions that John saw and how these are really coming out of his understanding of Scripture. He is saturated with Scripture in the book of the Revelation. So many of his visions come out of passages in the old Hebrew Scriptures, and we'll see that many, many times from Isaiah, from Zechariah, the horses and the riders, the moon turning to red, the stars falling from the sky, four winds of judgment, trampling of the holy city, two olive trees. All of these are visions and images we have seen before in Scripture. And they are surfacing now in this vision of John on the Isle of Patmos. Well, we'll continue to finish the book of Revelation in our next program. With Soapy Dollar, Soapy Reads from the New Living Translation by Kindle House Publishers. The Bible Live is dedicated to helping promote spiritual revival across America, and your prayers and financial support are needed 
Please mail your tax-deductible gift to the Bible Live Post Office Box 18888. That's the Bible Live P.O. Box 18888, San Antonio, Texas 78218. You may also make credit card donations at the ministry website, thebiblelive.com. Now don't forget, join us each weekday for the Bible Live with Soapy Dollars. Start today, and in one year's time, we will read and respond together to the entire Bible. Let the most important word you hear each day be God's word.